come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuning here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is going to be presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Eight seven seven three seven grind. If you know what you uh, <clears throat> if you know what you want to talk about, you know the rules. It is open phone lines. The only thing that we ask is that you call during the segments and during the breaks, and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter or follow me, you can do that at Sports Grind. And also, if you want to stream the show live, uh, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page. You can leave comments. Um, I'll respond to those and read those on air in real time. And if I uh, don't get a chance to get to that, I'll respond to them later. And also, if you miss any of the episodes live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And also, if you are in a market or you are traveling that doesn't have us terrestrial radio wise or you're having technical difficulties listening to us through your other means, you can also log on to sportsgrindonline.com where you can click the play button, listen live, and we'll be there and we'll appear. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right. So it's Monday. So let's kick off uh, the week strong. Um, We've got quite a bit to get to, of course. Uh, Football reaction over the weekend since we didn't really have uh, anything except the Army and Navy game. We'll be heavy NFL. We'll get to more NFL games than we usually do on Mondays, and we'll start there here shortly. Uh, also, we've got a doubleheader tonight to put a wrap on Week 14, uh, the last doubleheader of the week on, of the year. Excuse me, on Monday Night Football, you have the Tennessee Titans traveling to South Beach to take Miami, take on Miami. Uh, they're coming in at a 13 and a half point underdog, and you've got the Green Bay Packers, the rising. Green Bay Packers going to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Giants, which will be both simulcast at the same time. So their kickoff is just like a Sunday, which to me, it's like, you know, Sundays are Sundays. I mean, you're going to play during the week. You should just be standalone and we should stagger these games out if you have a double. It just feels weird. I know it's the same thing in Sunday. You got like six, eight games going, but that's my opinion. What do you got? Well, you go back to the other time again that we've had double headers on Monday and it's just tough to start one after the other because it's it's the first work day of the week. You're just getting started, and there, you got, everybody's got a bedtime. Um, but you have a perfect foundation picks uh, weekend on the line tonight. Yeah, that is true. Uh, tonight concludes with the, uh, I think on the card, it was Packers for the game, minus six and a half, which is down to six, but we'll roll with the six and a half. And then I had them first half, three and a half. So, yeah, if that happens. Um, that'll be that'll be the first time. I mean, I've been doing this probably for giving these foundation picks out on this show for I don't know, probably for fifteen years now, fourteen, fifteen years. Um and that that'll be the first time two weeks back in the back, uh, for flawless. But hey, it's it's go time, you know. See more people are viewing now, whatever. People you know, you start getting hot and people come out the woodwork saying, Yeah, I know y'all peeping. But yeah, so we got the money night Man, screw bedtime, man. If it's like it's football. <clears throat> I it, like again, it's just it's the luck of the draw. 
You know, you live on the West Coast, you live on the East Coast, you live in Mountain Time, Central Time. That's just where you live. You got to deal with potential late games. I mean, I'm not saying wait until we start, you know, uh, one of these games later at nine, but you can at least stagger them about an hour, an hour or two, like start the other one when it's <clears throat> the third quarter. I mean, but honestly, you could really start at both of them, really, because you could have bumped up uh, the Miami one or either the New York one, either one. You could have probably made it a, you know, a six o'clock East Coast start, which would have been maybe five o'clock our time. But it is what it is. I mean, they're going to be tweaking with this stuff. I mean, this is stuff they they just kind of really got into multiple ones. It used to be tradition. Week one would always have those two games. But we've got NFL a lot to get to. Also, baseball news, big news over the weekend. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on Friday. Um, we've been talking about it for the last couple of years on this show because I've been anticipating, uh, wondering where he was going to land. But Otani uh, decides to uh, stay in L.A., but not with the Angels, cross the street and go with the Dodgers to the tune of 10 years 700 million okay um i got a text from the guru over the weekend speaking of salami which i knew he was he doesn't really pay attention too much but i told him i said hey this is coming down and he kind of gave me the bus He's like good job agent casey because i've been telling him for the last couple of years that this was one of those that were going to round i had around the 6 30 between the 6 7 mark um, rightfully so. I mean, you're getting, I would have loved, I've said it for years. I, I would love to be his agent on this deal. This one, like taking candy from the baby, uh, because you're getting the, um, best of both worlds, an arm and a bat. Now, granted, he's not going to probably be re- pitching in 2023 for the most part. Um, but look, man, I mean, you know, it's LA. I've said this before, you know, you're competing with a lot of multiple teams down there, the Lakers, uh, you know, the L.A. Rams, the Clippers, everybody down there is competing. And, you know, when you say competing, it means for eyes, dollars, you know, um, especially when you look at what has gone on in the state of California over the last few years where the economy is kind of shaky a little bit. Um, you you got to make these moves to stay relevant now. From what I'm hearing, um, you know, I think the Blue Jays were very close or almost from what I'm hearing had the same similar offer that Dodgers had. But we talked about on Friday. I couldn't see the guy, you know, pretty much, you know, turning his back to the Yankees and East Coast. The Orioles would have been a serious player if he would have went there. And I couldn't see him going to Canada, you know, so I feel, you know, I had the Giants as the dark horse team. I thought pretty much that uh, and maybe I was just being a little bit naive, but I thought maybe he would. I knew he would get that money, but I knew I thought that he would probably stay maybe with the Angels. If not, he would go somewhere, but he's going to the Dodgers now for the Dodgers sake, you know, um, I mean, yes, this is going to enhance, uh, which they don't ever have that big of a problem with it anyway, but it's going to enhance ticket sales. It's going to make it interesting for those teams that are in that division uh, that get to see him now. Uh, that's a big attraction, you know. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll make some visits to Colorado, the Rockies, Coorsville, up in Denver. Uh, but the message to Dart, I mean, they can't be done. I mean, because you still I mean, the Dodgers, in my opinion, have fell short over the last couple of years because of arms. And I know uh, the Trevor Bauer thing really set them back. 
Um, and look at that. I mean, you have to, and and I'll keep going back to this. You have to applaud teams regardless if they're big market or small market, that ownership that really spins and really wants to win. I mean, they could be, I mean, I know this is Otani, but look how they just got hosed on the Trevor Bauer situation. I mean, that wasn't chump change that they landed out, to, that they shelled out to him. So you give them props that, but I don't think they can be done because this team, and I think they've been very patient with Roberts. I think they, you know, it, it goes to show you, like I always say, if you are a good guy, or a good woman and you and people like you and you can politic real good you can go a long way in this in, in in this country and you know and sometimes that can make up for maybe the lack of performance now you can sit here and say hey you know what he's won one world series out of all the opportunities that he had but you have some seam heads that look at that and say we're not counting covid year and ironically, that's the year the Dodgers won it. You know, it was shortened season. It was all that. But they have fell short. And, you know, you would think, you know, if, if and I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but you would think if he's not liked the short, the leash would have been shorter. But they need more arms. They still need to work on it, especially if you're not going to get uh, him pitching so much in 2023. But that's a mega deal, man. That's seven hundred million. And um, you can break that down all ways. I think I heard somebody out there tweet that it was, you know, he's going to make, I think they said like $1,200 or $1,500 a second the rest of his life for those 10 years. He's going to be making like $1,300, $1,500 a second. Okay. Think about that. But um, I've, I, don't, I don't really, I don't have a problem with it, to be honest with you, because I think he, what he brings to the table in the game, and we're witnessing history here. I don't have a problem with it. What do you got? Uh, Robert Raiola uh, on Twitter is the sports tax man. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty credible group of following there. So I've kind of, I've vetted him. Uh, he says that he's going, that Otani's going to pay about 53.75% in federal, state, and payroll taxes. That make you throw so up. So the, the, the number sounds big and yeah. cool. Uh, and of course, yeah. you're getting tax no matter what contract you sign but electing to stay in california was certainly a choice well i mean yeah you, you getting taxed big time i mean yeah that's part of it um you'll see him start and, and guys and when you get to that kind of money and some of them guys that have them 10 figure type of contracts that are athletes you'll you'll see um them start to uptick and donate to charities and donate to a lot of stuff because those are all tax write-ups. That's why LeBron, I mean, look, the king of this, and I love because he's a good person and and I don't believe he really does it for that, but he does get benefit. The king of this, that no one does it better, okay? He's the goat of goats when it comes to this out of all sports, and that's Shaquille O'Neal. All these things you hear about driving down the highway, there was a broken F-150, and this guy had a fan. I just bought, took him to dealership, bought a truck. Although going to a Best Buy, saying, you know what, everybody here, um, the TV's on me. That's goodwill stuff, which I don't think that's not. And let me just clarify this because people hear what they want to hear on radio. I'm not telling you that that's only the reason why he does that because I think Shaq, from his heart, he's a good-hearted person and he means well and he was raised right. But make no mistake about it; those are big-time tax write-offs. And when you make that kind of, when you got that kind of money coming in, 
you got to do whatever you can to get help from Uncle Sam. So, yeah, Otani's going to get taxed, but I think he's where he wants to be. Uh, I think, you know, he definitely wanted to stay the West Coast. And to be honest with you, um, you know, if you are a diehard Angels fan um, or you have root and interest in the Angels, can you really blame him? I mean, you know, he went with an organization that has at least showed, even though they've only cashed in one, I mean, they've got World Series championship history, even going back to the 80s and stuff. But recently, they've at least showed they put themselves consistently in contention. They win the division constantly, but they've cashed in one World Series. So if you're Otani and you're looking at like, hey, I'm going into my prime and don't want to waste and he's used to winning in Japan. You can't you can't hate on them for this. Now, before we leave this, the one thing that I'm going to be interested to see as we go into the, you know, pitchers reporting already in February and you start having a couple of these winter meetings. Now that the big fish is gone, you'll start hearing more signings here going over this week in the next couple of weeks is what's going to be the trickle down effect eventually to uh, Mike Trout um, and the Angels. What are they going to do? Because to me, it's to the point if. You know, the Angels, which their owner has thought about selling the team, then took it off the market, and he's been burnt by a lot of contracts before. Um, I think it's to the point where you you really need to think about what is it that you can get from Mike Trout. And I would get with Mike Trout's people, and I would talk to him, because at the end of the day, I mean, the baseball has not seen this guy in the postseason for the exceptions of one time. And, you know, um, injuries have taken a toll on him the last couple of years. I definitely think he's on the decline just because he's dealing with back situations. But that doesn't mean he's done. But I think of the Mike Trout that we have custom to see, the stolen bases, the swinging constant. I think those days are kind of dwindling down. But if you're the Angels, you can still get something from him while you can and give him an opportunity to go play with a contender. And I think that's the thing I'm going to look forward to to see how this plays out with the trickle-down effects. NBA um, gets back up and running tonight. Uh, We're off the weekend from crowning uh, the first in-season tournament uh, winner, which is the Los Angeles Lakers, who defeated the Indiana Pacers. And Anthony Davis led the way with 41-20, and a monster game. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people pile on him, especially the former players like the Shaqs and the – I mean, the Shaqs and the Barclays because – you know, that's what he's capable of when he really wants to. You know, now, does he have to do 41 and 20 every night? But no, if he wanted to, he could be at least giving you that once or twice a week if he really was that committed to. So hats off for them. Now, the one thing I will say, I mean, they can say the first year was success. That's fine. They won the first one. Um, I, I'm not I, I'm not feeling the champagne celebration in the locker room, man. Um, it's cool with the hats, I guess, you know, but that champagne celebration that should be reserved for really like the, the Larry O'Brien. Now, um, that's the way that's just my opinion. Um, I was kind of surprised that they that they took place in that. Uh, but it, it's kind of trust me, it took me a long time to warm up to uh, postseason baseball where they're popping bottles every round. But that that I, I got you know, warmed up to that because I'm thinking that's 162 games. You know, that, that like each accomplishment is that. That's understandable. Um, but the celebration with the champagne, I don't know about that. But it is. So now we're back to regular ba- uh, basketball. We've got a slate tonight. Um, the Spurs are back in action. They're sitting at 16. They lose the Bulls. 
uh, at home on Friday. I'm going to give you my thoughts to that uh, if we get to it. Uh, they're in H-Town tonight taking on the Rockets. They're an eight-point underdog tonight. You have the Nuggets um, who are back in action tonight as well. They're coming off of a lost uh, Friday night uh, versus the Clippers. Um, Nuggets are starting to – like the Nuggets are – I think that initial push out the gate – after you know ring night and after that the first week of the season two weeks, that was a lot of adrenaline you know going on like okay we're back and you know this is now they're falling into my opinion nothing to panic nothing wrong i mean they're still the team to beat i think they'll be okay but they're falling into now that it's like man all right now we got to play these 82 games and they have to realize especially young teams um and clippers is not a young team but they are a champion team that people are going to try to gauge where they're at against them every night that they play 87737 grind when we get back we're going to start with the NFL the Dallas Cowboys in my opinion passed step 1 of the test as they dominate the Eagles. I've got a message to Eagles fans as well, too, when we talk about that game. Also, there's another streak that has fallen in Denver, Colorado, with the Denver Broncos. We'll talk about that as well. You'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Spin the one and twos. We'll be back. much hotter shake things up with zing zang blazing bloody mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready to drink cans zing zang america's favorite bloody mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime please zing zang responsibly for more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to see what the latest products they have in for this holiday season, or you already know what they have, but you just want to deliver straight to your doorstep, don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys which nice segue that's where we're going to start um, as the Dallas Cowboys dominated the Philadelphia Eagles um, last night um, you know um, there's there's a, quite a few things to take away from this uh, one 
Um, I would say this is what we know to this point about Dallas heading into, you know, the final few weeks of the season. They are dominant at home uh, for the most part, whoever they play. Uh, they played some bad teams at home and it really have crushed them. And now they've got their first uh, W convincingly at home against a favorable opponent, speaking of the Eagles. That's what we do know. Um, we'll know more over the next couple of weeks because now they got to see if that's going to if they can take that act on the road uh, with Miami and then with a Buffalo Bills team that's fighting for their lives. Um, another thing that what we know and what we've learned is, you know, um, look, I've always been in Dax Prescott's corner. If you listen to this show for a long time, you know, I have I've, I've said that I believe you can win a Super Bowl with him. It just comes down to the coaching that he's gotten. And I think what we know at this point that, you know, we're going to have to give and I will give some credit to Mike McCarthy in regards to the development, the next stage of development for Dak Prescott at the quarterback position. Um, It's the first time that I've seen a quarterback uh, post the Jimmy Johnson era in Dallas be developed be really coached and developed where you can see the difference. And really the difference is Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling and basically taking over the play calling and then in the situation to where they would go ahead and uh, so we got some country in the back. Okay. Um, Taking over the play calling and coaching him up and cutting down limits on the turnovers. Okay. Um, That's what we do know. Now I'm still – skeptical of the coaching staff in a big game and a playoff winner winner lose winner goes on loser goes home against certain teams um and that still stays true until i see otherwise but for the coaching aspect and the development of it i've got to give some credit to mike mccarthy because that's that's the difference in Dak Prescott this year so far. It's the confidence that he knows the offense. It's the simplifying of the offense that Mike McCarthy has done for him. You can be the biggest Dak hater or doubt or Dallas Cowboy hater, but if you know football, and I would like to think I do to a certain extent, you would basically go ahead and have to give credit to what you're seeing because it's a different Dak Prescott that we haven't seen, I think, pre-injury and post-injury. Okay? Um on the other side of the ball, and, and I heard, you know, like Chris Collinsworth, you know, last night. Um, well, no, excuse me. It wasn't Chris Collinsworth. I apologize. It was uh, Hasselback with Scott Van Pelt last night when they were talking about the Dallas defense. Like, you look, you know, Dan Quinn, he gets a lot of the credit. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, I know I heard Chris Collinsworth say that, hey, it'd be, there's no way this guy can't get a coaching job next year. Well, it depends on if he really wants to become a head coach again. It depends on how much Jerry wants to pay for a coordinator. Uh, how, how priced does he want to pay head coach money to for a coordinator with this defense that I'm pretty sure they feel age-wise and continuity they could have a special run here. But – what I heard Hasselback say is right, like, yeah, you know, and Dan Quinn, the takeovers and the takeovers they had last night. Uh, let's give Peanut Tillman some credit. Uh, that's their secondary corners coach at Dallas that played for Chicago, that's played in this league. I watched him play. He's the first guy I can remember that really brought the art to the forefront on the NFL level of the art of the punch out. And he was king at that. Um, you saw it twice last night. Um, and I think that really hurt Philly. I think, you know, the first drive – the Eagles go down. I mean, Dallas goes and score. 
Um, Philly has marching down in his 7-0, and then Jalen Hurts puts it on the on the turf. And Jalen has a lot of turnovers this year. I mean, he does. Compared to last year, I mean, he's up there with the Josh Allens and all that. He's turned over the ball a lot, but they've been winning. And and also what I think last night proved to me is kind of what I've been saying about Philly is that, you know, they are they went into this game 10 and 2 because a lot of their games, they're just t- more talented than everybody else. They they haven't played that well and consistent. And there's factors to it compared to what they play what they played last year. Um, and that kind of got exposed. First of all, it's gotten exposed in the last two weeks with them. They have lost these last two games against two powerhouses, if you want to call them that, in the NFC by a combined of 40 points. Okay, And I'm going to give you a nice fun fact, too, that I know. Um, there's, you know, in the history of the NFL, I guess you go to the Super Bowl um, in the Super Bowl era. There has not been a Super Bowl champion. Listen up, Eagles fans. There has not been a Super Bowl champion crowned that has given up, that has lost two consecutive weeks by 15 points or more. They've lost the last two weeks by the combined of 40 points with two of, the, two of these teams they're going to have to go through if they want to get back to that game in February. Um, but when I look at Philly, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Devontae Smith, you look at his fumble. Um, turnovers are really the key. They're three guys. And, you know, A.J. Brown, you know, I've – I gained more respect when he went to Philly because in Tennessee, I just never really, you know, because of the Derrick Henry, the way the offense was set up. I mean, I know he balled there, too, as well, but I never looked at A.J. like, okay, well, let me see if you can go somewhere else and do it. In his first year of Philly, you know, he proved that. But then when you get that, this is also some of the A.J. Brown you get, too, because A.J. did not have a good game last night. Gilly locked his ass up for the most part the whole game. Um, And, you know, this is a guy that will let it be known. I mean, he'll hide behind the alley. That's my boy, man. We close. I can tell him anything I want. He'll hide. He'll he'll quick to come to Jalen Hurts, talk about, hey, man, I'm open over here. Give me the ball. And then when they give you the opportunity, sometimes drop pass. He dropped one, fumble, and a big game like that. When I look at Philly, I look at a team that's basically been through the gauntlet these last couple weeks. They got some, you know, they've got, you know, an easier road these last few weeks, but they're coming a gauntlet. And I looked at a team that was fatigued and, and tired of being in that type of moment going from the 49ers before. Now, that ain't taking nothing away from Dallas because Dallas beat them. Dallas could have beat them up in Philly if it wasn't for some uh, clock management and time and play calling here and there and some penalties. They, they would have swept Eagles this year. But I did see that type of effort and all that. It is kind of – and the thing of it is, true. Eagles secondary is bad. Their secondary is bad. They they don't um, – and, and the problem for Philly is their secondary is bad and their defense has digressed from last year, but their offense is not clicking and has to. The only thing Philly has mastered offensively this year – I mean, they started doing it last year, but the only thing that they can lay their hat on is the touch push. That's pretty much it. Everything else is either Jalen off the draw, trying to get eight to ten yards. Um, it's some routes that Devontae Smith or AJ Brown. If AJ Brown can't beat, like really beat his guy that day, one on one, they struggle. So again, uh, you know the division is still in their hands. I mean, if they win these last few games and they've got a lesser road than what even Dallas has, they'll still be the NFC East champs. But if I'm a Philly fan, there is definitely some concern because this is not a situation like this isn't what's going on with Detroit. 
which we'll get to them in a little bit. This is a team that has, you know, had like nine lives like a cat going through all year. They've just been able to prevail because Jalen Hurts is that guy. You know, it's the first time he's lost back-to-back games in a long time. But at the end of the day, they haven't been crisp. It hasn't been. And they've just been getting by because they just have that much more talent than everybody else. Um, Dallas's performance yesterday really makes it interesting for me over the next couple of weeks on the road in Buffalo, in Miami. And just for the record, I am not a big fan of this new NFL way of scheduling. I'm old school. I don't believe you should be taking any team and putting them on the road for three straight games in the NFL. I really don't. It's it's this isn't basketball. This isn't foot. I mean, this ain't baseball. There's a lot of preparation during the week. Uh, there's a lot of grind and grit bodies. It's, it's just the three straight travel. It, that's brutal. It, you, it used to be a rule that they wouldn't schedule you. You might get two division games. You might get two primetime games. You might get two 12 o'clock. Start. You don't get three road games scheduled in a row. But things have changed. Money has changed a lot, but that's just say that. But they're going to go on the road for not three, but two straight tests. And that Buffalo and Miami, those are two environments that will be interested to see if this team travels and can dominate an opponent for the first time like that on the road, which they haven't had a chance to. Now, they are still got a glimmer of hope for home field throughout, but they would need some help from the 49ers. And if you look at the 49ers' last contestants and they know what's on the line, I don't think that they're going to fumble the bag, which is the number one seed going down the stretch. 877-37-GRIND. Gerald Glenn is checking in with us and says, the Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles this year. Um, That's possible so, Gerald. I mean, you know, it's 1-1 right now. You know, I do think Dallas outplayed Philly in game one to a certain extent, but they couldn't finish. And and they had and that game, the way they lost that game is is the reason why I have to give Mike McCarthy credit for the development of Dak Prescott. Um, and because you can see it. I mean, you have to be a true Dak hater if you can't understand that, you know, this this whole MVP talk has nothing to do with him just being a cowboy. I mean, he's earning. He's balling because I've seen Mike McCarthy. I've seen that system with Brett Favre. I've seen it with Joe Montana. I've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. And Dak is slowly not putting him in that category with them because I don't think he'll never be them. But you could tell it's just comfortable. It's getting comfortable. It's a lot simplifier more than even the Kellen Moore thing. And you got to give Mike McCarthy credit because he'd been the first time he called plays in damn near almost 10 years. And I wasn't a big fan when he when he did it. I was critical of it all summer. I, I didn't believe it. I'm like, okay, well, Mike's gonna call. Remember, I I kept coming here and say, hey, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers threw the guy in the bus the last few. Thought his plays were or you know archaic. They thought it was old. You, you can't deny, can't deny what you see. You know, I'm big on the naked eye test, and the naked eye test tells me Dak is very comfortable right now. Can the act follow on the on the road? These next two tests. Are, are pretty pretty good ones to finish the season because these are two tests that could really harden Dallas for the postseason. Whether they got to go on the road, if they've got to go into Levi Stadium one more time, it can at least harden. Because honestly, I don't. I've said this before. Nothing has changed. I don't think anybody's best in the league right now beats 49ers best. Nobody. AFC or NFC. Nobody's best beats the 49ers if they're at their best. 
And I'll still say that. Now, the difference is, is that I feel like if they can approve, they can do this on the road and they can prove the, the confidence. I think if we do see that matchup in the postseason again, it should be a, it, it should resemble more of last year's more than what we saw a few weeks ago in a blowout. I do believe that. Can they beat them? I have to believe it to see it because I think the 49ers are the best team by far if, if they're if they're completely, you know, healthy in rhythm their coaching staff everything down um they're, they're they're just clicking but dallas very impressive win uh yesterday at home against the eagles what do you got uh turnovers definitely did the eagles in yeah um and looking at jalen hurts this season uh through the first six weeks he had one fumble and the team was five and one he has fumbled the ball rushing in the last six, uh, seven consecutive games. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help with the turnover battle, and it really doesn't help with the ground woes. And and when you combine everything together, you, you say the fact that oh well, maybe he's not looking right. You know, people talking about playing injured. We didn't get to it last week, but there were some talk shows around the world and across the country talking about maybe you bench Jalen Hurts to get healthy at this point. But at what I mean. We look at Dak Prescott and we say, oh, it's the, the interceptions, interceptions. We look at Josh Allen and we say interceptions, interceptions. Uh, and a lot of Josh Allen was fumbles, too. Um, Jalen Hurts seems to be going through something right now, too. Yeah, it's called he's not healthy. And he's having to well, carry like, healthy at this point. Like he's been playing hurt. I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, what is he? He won the MVP last year. I mean, I think it's one of those that he hasn't been healthy. We're not talking about, yeah, everybody's banging him now. Jalen hasn't been healthy since like week three. Week four, you can tell the way he moves. I, I think also besides just his health, they're not as good. Like Steichen's not there. Steichen was there. They've got a whole different play. I'm telling you, if if you have not bought into, if you watch the NFL and you haven't bought into enough examples that tell you coaching is everything at this level, then I don't know what to tell you. It's, it, losing that coordinator and Steichen has definitely played a factor. His health has played a factor because he's in the fumbles. And I think the turnover, especially the, he's having to do a lot. He's having to, like I said, that's why I said the only thing they have perfected. Do a lot or is he doing too much? He's having to do a lot to make up for what they didn't have last year. Their secondary is nowhere close than it was last year. They, the one thing we could talk about Jalen Hurts turnovers. Philly ain't getting any turnovers. They were last year. You know, another thing Philly ain't doing that they were doing last year. And that's getting pressure to the quarterback. They can't get pressure to the quarterback. Is that on losing Gannon as well? It's, 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 it's everything, man. The NFL is hard. Uh, like, like I tell everybody, people get direct deposits on the 1st and 15th. Every Coordinators get them. Offensive coordinator. Everybody is studying everybody and getting better. The gap is the gap is going to close and it can close in a year. It can you can have a two or three run and then it closes all of a sudden because Ed, this is the best of the best coaching players at this level in the NFL. So it's a mixture of a lot of those things coordinator. I mean, but at the end of the day, as we talk about, they're still 10 and three. I mean, so, I mean, we're trying to find a pimple on Miss America's ass, but the reality of it is they didn't got beat by 40 in the last two weeks. And there's no Super Bowl team that's ever won the Super Bowl that has gone two weeks in a row and lost by more than 15 points. It's never happened. 
And what and you know what that stat tells me? It lets you know that it's like if you get beat by that much in back to back weeks, and especially if you're a team that's already sitting on double double digit wins, there's problems. There's other kind of problems. Now you can maybe weather the storm and overcome it, but like I've always said, at this time of the year, man, you are who you are. It doesn't matter whether you fire a coordinator or not. You are who you are. Prime example. Didn't even have them on the docket, but just since I'm on this coaching theme and trying to nail this home to everybody, look at the Raiders. Oh, and Antonio Pierce got the job, man. And he, they, you know, they, there was a fiasco with Josh McDaniels. They wasn't, they, no one was having fun. You couldn't play music in the locker room. You know, you couldn't smoke the exalt, exalt, uh, you know, cigars. And then Antonio Pierce comes up and says, hey, man, I'm, I'm from, I'm, I grew up in Compton. I wore the silver and black. You go out and win that first game, and it's adrenaline. It's a change. Now look. Now look at it. He's calling up. He had four or five former coaches this, this week that he didn't call to get advice from, that actually came and talked to the team. You know what that tells me? He's searching for help. I mean, look, I got a lot of respect for Antonio Pierce. I love watching him see him play. You go from a linebacker coach at Arizona State with Herm Edwards, and then you get thrust in this situation, a head coach. Yeah, you can rile and everybody have fun, but what's happening, panning out. So coaching matters. And I think with Philly, yes, I think now the head coach is still there, but I think definitely, I think more offensively. Defensively, I just think it's probably maybe some personnel and stuff. I don't know if it's so much the scheme. They just not, they've got the same personnel. They are not getting turnovers. I, I mean, and I'm not trying to stick up for Jalen because he had a horrible game last night. They all did. Their three key guys all had turnovers. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Jalen Hurts. You damn sure going to get diced up by a good team like Dallas on the road if you come in playing like that. Just the mental aspect. And also the punch out. It happened once early and happened again. That's coaching. There's some coaching staffs that are good. And I've told you, there's three organizations that everybody's chasing. It's the 49ers, Kansas City, and Philly. But when it comes to coaching, there's even levels to this. I always say detail. That's coaching. Why is the message being on to say, hey, this is what they do? They've got Peanut Tillman on their sideline as a coach. And if you go look at the film, they're taught and they're trying to punch out the ball. How do you let that happen twice in one game? Coaching in detail. 877-37-GRIND. When we get back, the Denver Broncos break another streak this year. We'll talk about that as they're victorious 24-7 over the LA Chargers. You listen to the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spending the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. 
Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 